Welcome. Um, coming at you with another loner boner. If you've never listened to the podcast before, um, this is the normal podcast. Um, if you've jumped on board recently, uh, I've been doing some episodes with friends where we talk about movies and different things. And um, those are fun, but this is the normal thing where it is the most self-indulgent thing possibly one can do um sorry checking my levels a little bit uh yeah it's just me by myself talking about my life uh can we get any more self-absorbed no we cannot and why do i keep saying we when it's just me i don't know i'm kind of crazy i'm in a room talking to myself by myself um yeah so this is pretty much it um it is a beautiful sunny day in burbank california Uh, (laughs) already stretching uh stretching out uh words because i don't know what to talk about no i have a list over here um so yeah it's been a few weeks since I've done this by myself again so so uh, you know this is how the podcast is it's very rusty I don't know what I'm doing it's not very entertaining anyways um <clears throat> so um a couple weeks ago I talked about moving to California and how it's been hard it's been pretty lonely and um <clears throat> You know, it's getting better. Making a couple friends. Trying to get out there more. I've been going to many improv jams as I can. Trying to find different ones all over the city. And luckily, I live in the great city of Los Angeles. And there are a lot of jams. Um, Mainly going to the UCB Inner Sanctum jams. Um, you know, I should back up. I should explain what a jam is before I keep going, because I'm sure not every single person who listens to this knows what improv is. Um, so, basically, improv, if you don't know, <laughs> I feel, I feel uh, silly explaining what this is. Um, it's... Ooh, okay, well, I'm surprised. Have I never explained what improv is on this podcast before? Um, improv. To me, the best way to explain it is kind of like sketch comedy, like SNL, but it's live. And, well, I guess it doesn't have to be live, but it's usually live and nothing is scripted. Everything is acted out in the moment. No written lines or anything um 
Or you could also describe it as like uh, like a live play that was not written. Um, a live play. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's basically doing comedic scenes that, you know, are all improvised. So um, 95% of the people who listen, uh, which is like Robert and Patrick, are both improvisers, so there was a good three minutes of just explaining to Robert and Patrick, hey guys, um, things they already know. So, um, which I've had both those people on the podcast multiple times now, you should go listen to those episodes. Great guys. Terrific. Um, so yeah, so basically what a jam is, where it's where they, a theater, an improv theater, will allow anyone who wants to, anyone who volunteers to get up on stage and do scenes and they, you know, divide people up into groups usually and, you know, you just get a whack at doing scenes with strangers and it's always a mixed bag at jams. Um, I have found that the UCB jams are the best so far. Um, Just, it seems like a on average, a higher caliber of improviser. Um, and maybe that's just bias because I take UCB classes, but I don't know. It seems like it's less randos and crazy people because at jams, it's always kind of luck of the draw who you get to improvise with. I mean, not to shit on anybody, you know, because I'm not saying I'm amazing or anything. I'm sure there's people <laughs> who have been bummed to do scenes with me many times. But, uh, yeah, so they're fun. I've been, uh, you know, I've never been very good at jams in the past, but I've been trying to come to them with, like, a new mindset and just, you know, when I'm in the car (laughs) on the way, I'm just like, support, support. Just tell, I tell myself to support whatever happens, make the other person look good, you know, those are, like, basic improv uh, principles or whatever, but it's just, you know, it's hard improvising with people you've never improvised with and just like trying to make everything they look or every decision they made look good when you don't like know their style and you're not comfortable. And also, um, at the UCB ones, you get to actually, they have like, they usually have two improvisers running the jam who are higher up more established improvisers who are like on herald teams and stuff so it is a little nerve-wracking like doing scenes with these more established people and uh getting more used to it though uh it's a lot of fun um what else let's see um So I also learned recently that UCB offers free um, therapy for students. So when I signed up for my 201 class, my teacher uh, had like a handout basically and I read that on the handout and so I looked the person up and I set up an appointment for... Uh, a counseling. I don't know if it's going to be like a reoccurring thing. I don't know <clears throat> because it's free. Excuse me. 
it's free, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. But I'm excited to uh, dip my toes into therapy or whatever. I hope it can be like a weekly thing because that would be nice. But it's also free, so I can't really, you know, you know, I don't know the rules. But um, I'm hoping it's because I'm a student, I can do it as long as I'm a student. Which is nice. That's a cool uh, thing that they provide. That's a really cool thing. You know, free to students just because you go to the school. I think that's really cool. Um, I don't want to, like, say the person's name or anything. <clears throat> I don't know why I would. I don't know what that would add to what I'm talking about. But, um, but yeah, I've been, like, wanting to do therapy for a while just because, you know, I deal with a lot of depression and social anxiety and things of that nature and existential dread and all sorts of mental bullshit that is that controls my life and my moods um so I've been wanting to do therapy for a while but everything I've looked into is kind of too expensive especially right now I'm pretty broke um basically making enough money to like pay bills and buy food for the most part um but yeah so this is a free option which i'm excited for it's been a very long time since i've gone to therapy i i did family therapy as a kid and i always really hated it um <laughs> but i was a very angry depressed child so i wasn't very like willing to actually give it an honest try as a child i mean i remember like always hating going to these sessions and then basically i would mostly just like put together puzzles in the room while like my mom and sister talked about stuff so that didn't really like do much for me you know um <clears throat> But, yeah, excited to try it out. Um, kind of nervous. Um, I don't know. I don't know, like, I'm nervous, like, will I like the person? Or, like, will it be a good match? Uh, am I going to, like, feel like I have to impress this person or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to go <laughs> try not to worry about it too much. Um, what else? Oh, okay. Um, so I feel like I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm just going to say it again because I've been kind of thinking about it. Um, my father left at a very young age. Um, I was like seven or, or something like that. But uh, not to, like, bring the podcast down, but, you know, I was very young, and I remember that being, like, a defining moment in, I was, a, when I was very young, like, preschool, kindergarten, I was a very angry, like, manic child, constantly having fits, and, like, I got, I got kicked out of a preschool for throwing chairs, 
And, <laughs> and that was the thing I did a lot. I would throw chairs at, I don't know if I threw them at people or if I just like threw chairs and I would scream and I would run away from like the preschool and try and jump the fence and like <laughs> run away. Um, yeah, I was a very disturbed child. Uh, I remember one time I like knocked a counselor's glasses off of her face, uh, which is not cool. I did a lot of fucked up shit. Uh, I remember in kindergarten, I would run away from class pretty regularly. And I remember I used to just walk around the school with the school police officer and he would try to calm me down and bring me back to class. Um, and then my father left. He was always like in and out of our life. Um, he was never can like consistently home. And then around like first grade, I feel or something like that. He just like <clears throat> left for good. And, uh, I remember just like my brain making a switch and I stopped acting out like that and I became very quiet and repressed and like all my teachers and stuff thought like, oh wow, he's improved so much. He's such a good boy now. It's complete 180 how good and polite he is now. And I remember, like, not knowing why I made that switch. And I feel like now it's, I realize, like, I was probably just too young to handle what was going on at home. And so my brain just, like, shut down that center, like, the emotional <laughs> processing center. And um, <clears throat> just kind of pinched it off or whatever. And I've, I kind of feel like that's just how I've been for the rest of my life. Very repressed and cut off and just automatic reaction to anything is repress, bury it, and don't deal with it. And it's, it's very hard for me to unpack my feelings and actually deal with them and actually do something about that. Um, you know, not to blame everything on my father because I'm you know I'm 24 now I should <clears throat> be learning how to deal with you know my shit obviously um I feel like but I definitely feel like that like emotionally stunted me for a long time I remember in high school being very annoyed with everyone around me I mean I still am but um it was a lot worse um, back then, for sure. Um, which I kind of feel like it's coming back to those levels now <laughs> that I've moved here. Just because, like, I'm receding back into my shell. Um, but I remember just, like, being annoyed with people who were, like... I remember when people would, like, be aware of their own actions. Like, they would say... <clears throat> things like, oh, I hate when I do that, but I just can't st stop myself. You know, like being aware of yourself 
but not being able to change what you do. I remember just like being super annoyed and not understanding how people could be like that. <laughs> and I think it was, I realize now it's like just because, yeah, being aware of yourself doesn't make it easier to actually change. You still got to do that fucking hard work to change yourself. But back then I like didn't even realize that because I was so just emotionally cut off. You know, it's like a zombie robot just walking around in a fog all the time. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Not to be depressing, but to be depressing because that's what I do. Um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of really good comedy about depression lately not that uh that's ever in short supply but i feel like i don't i feel like there's this like new wave of comedians who are not afraid to talk about depression and who are not afraid also like trying to do something about it i feel like there's you know there's obviously a stereotype in stand-up comedy or in comedy in general you know the sad clown stereotype that oh you don't want to be a comedian comedians are all depressed i i actually remember a close friend when i told her i wanted to do stand-up for the first time she said oh no kyle don't do that those guys are all depressed they live horrible lives and i don't know i don't first of all i don't think you get to choose what you want to do you know what i mean it's just like is it a calling i don't know maybe i don't or maybe that's just like that's how your brain works you know you have a comedian brain or you know i don't know i don't know how it works but i don't, I don't feel like comedians are more depressed than normal people i feel like a lot of people are depressed you know um you know, I just feel like comedians more recently too, like just they found a way to talk about it and make it entertaining to listen to. Because it's not easy shit to talk about. But <clears throat> yeah, but there's been like some great specials coming out recently, like Chris Gethard's new HBO special, Career Suicide. So good. Just so much what that guy has done for like Talking about mental health is just amazing. Um, also, Maria Bamford, obviously, um, her new special is amazing and how she can just kind of weave in and out of talking about um, her, you know, mental illness and stuff. It's amazing. Um, who else? Oh, uh, Neil Brennan, his new special um, I gotta be honest, I've never been a huge fan of Neil Brennan, but his new special, uh, Three Mics, is so good. He has these long chunks about, um, just, like, dealing with depression, and he doesn't even try to make them funny. It's really good. They're just really honest, open moments, and he just makes you sit with it, you know? He doesn't care that it's not funny. And then there's also parts that are hilarious as well. But it just, it's great to see someone just kind of openly talk about that and not give a shit. Um, it's really great. 
that's a thing I, <laughs> I want to talk about that kind of stuff in my comedy, but I'm just not good at it. I, you know, I want to, um, I just have problems actually turning it into funny jokes, you know, um, better at doing more silly stuff, which I love, like, I love silly, um, that kind of stuff is just as important to me, I just, I feel like I have these two conflicting things where maybe that'd be, it'd be hard to create a cohesive stand-up set out of depressing material and very silly stuff, but you know, not, I say that, there's people doing that, I mean, <clears throat> I just gotta not give a shit, um, uh, who else? like, um, Brett Gelman, Brett Gelman, uh, his adult swim special, I'm forgetting the name, oh, but it's so good, here, let me look it up, it's so, he gets super dark, that's one thing I've always loved about Brett Gelman, is that he does the darkest stuff, but he'll, he'll also just, do the silliest, goofiest things as well. Okay, it's called Brett Gelman's Dinner with America. Or maybe it's just called Dinner with, and then there's different episodes that have different titles. Yeah, that's what it looks like, maybe. Anyways, they're so good. Um, <laughs> I just watched them on the Adult Swim website. I think they're all on there. They're so good. They're so dark. And the last one gets super dark with his parents. <laughs> but they're just so absurd and silly at the same time. He's amazing. Um, yeah, you should look that shit up. Not that, you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> not that he needs me to um, plug his stuff, but really great stuff. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, have friends getting married. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Robert, who's been on the podcast, uh, just got married. So congratulations to Robert and, um, my friend John also getting married in August. And I'm, I'm really happy for them. I really am. That's super awesome. It's also super weird to see your friends get married. It's, uh, feel like we're all getting old even though we're still only in our 20s um yeah it's kind of weird to be honest but also it's really great for them great that they um found people that they want to you know spend their whole lives with that's amazing um and they're <laughs> both getting married well rabbit's already married but they're both um, marrying or whatever a girl's named Sarah <laughs> which is a weird coincidence um, but yeah I don't it's just like <clears throat> if I can make this about me again which you know this is what I do um, uh, yeah I don't know I definitely don't want to get married you know not that there's anything wrong with that you know it's just not what I want to do right now 
<laughs> or like, I don't know. I just like, part of me, yeah, the thing is, part of me would love to just like find that person and like settle down and like, I don't know. It'd just be great to have like a life partner like that, I, you know, to share everything with. But, yeah, I also, like, I have a bad habit of, like, making my girlfriend my whole life. Like, I find this comfort zone, and then I just kind of become a recluse, and, like, that's my whole life. Like, she's my best friend, my lover, my everything, and then I don't. I kind of block everything else out. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it'd be cool to, like, find someone who's, like, your better half or whatever. But I just... I don't know. Like, I want to figure out how to be happy on my own before I do that. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, like... It would be really great to have that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just fear like if I were to get in another long-term relationship. Um, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. Like every long-term relationship I've been in, it eventually ends. And then it's like, I don't know. What's the point? What's the point of getting in? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think this through. <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't know why I'm making my friends' marriages about me. But then again, that's the point of the podcast. So, you know, I'm just kind of unraveling thoughts I've had throughout the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, part of me thinks, like, oh, I should wait till like, I'm in, like, my... 30s or like even my 40s to get married uh but you know you can't plan your life out if uh you know if I fell in love tomorrow that would be great but you know yeah I don't know part of me just wants to like figure myself out and learn how to be happy on my own um yeah I don't know. <laughs> I think that's all the thoughts I had for that. Um, if I could talk more about depression, <laughs> um, <laughs> which does that need to be said on this podcast? Is, is that a segue or is it doesn't really need to be said? Um, I can just dip more into depression. Um, I don't know. I it's hard to talk to people about depression. Um I'm just I don't know. Like I hate trying to talk to someone about depression and then they just they basically just tell you to like try harder. I don't I don't think people realize how condescending that is. Um as if you're not trying really hard, you know? 
Um, but I also kind of understand where they're coming from because everyone gets depressed. Um, and, but most people can fight their way out of it, you know? It's not a constant thing that's with them every day. Um, which, that's the thing I don't think people get. And I get it because it's like depression does kind of feel like just white people bullshit. It's like we don't have a lot of problems. <laughs> you know, I definitely live a life of many um, advantages and uh, privileges. And <clears throat> so I can get how like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't have any problems. So I just have to make up problems you know i'll just make up a problem that people can't see uh depression and uh yeah i have a really hard life too no but it is really hard to deal with and some days i don't want to get out of bed you know and it can be really hard to want to do anything and uh, trying to work on it, trying, you know, that's, this, hopefully the therapy will help with that, uh, and it's getting better, I'm trying to put myself out there more, because <laughs> a lot of what I'm going through is my fault, and my fault only, and I've just realized, you know, I don't have any social skills at all, I'm the king of awkwardness, and... I just got to keep pushing through it day by day and getting a little better at it and a little better at it, you know, just slightly, just keep showing up, you know, that's kind of the only thing I'm good at is not quitting, um, you know, like with the jams, I, they were definitely very rocky the first few weeks, but I'm getting better and I'm enjoying myself more at the jams and I'm like, just jumping into more scenes and initiating more scenes. And I just got to do that same thing with real life. For some reason, it's just so much easier for me to practice that on stage than it is in real life. But, you know, got to gotta keep pushing forward with it. Um, what else can I talk about? Uh, <laughs> you know, I... Like, I don't want to be a downer. Like, I do, like I said, I do live a life of a lot of privilege. Like, I don't want to make anyone feel like I take that for granted, which, <clears throat> on second thought, I, I do take that for granted sometimes, you know. Um, I live a pretty easy life. Like, I work part-time <laughs> at a pretty easy job, uh, and I'm able to pay my bills with that right now and I'm taking you know like the best improv classes in my opinion that the world has to offer like uh, I live in LA it's a great um city great you know like one of the uh, best places to be if you know you're an artist you know so you know, I don't have it bad. I just need to realize that sometimes. So, yeah. 
So I think that's a good place to wrap up on a little bit of a high note right there, a little bit of a major chord. So um, thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.